0: everyone welcome back to the midwife in my pocket podcast as always i am your host midwife zoe and today we are going to be talking all about birth plans why I have one what the importance of them is and how they can help change or i guess create a plan <laughs> for your birth experience and what you want to have happen so um i guess we'll go through what a birth plan actually is, how to construct one, what you should include um, and some things that or like some ideas that you might want to have that could be basically an improvement or um, beneficial to your birth experience. So yeah, so as a midwife, I quite enjoy women that come through with birth plans because basically what it means is they've educated themselves, they've researched and they understand that this is what they want for their specific birth and this is what will make their experience um, that little bit more enjoyable for them. Um, And what this does as a midwife is it allows me to create the ideal birth space around what you want. It also allows me to advocate for your needs and your desires as well. Now, before we do get into the content of the episode, I do just want to preface that a plan is exactly that. It is just a plan. Birth knows no limits, (laughs) it knows no boundaries and it never follows a specific plan. It is very, very um, sporadic in the changes that can be made. Um, Nothing is ever linear in a birth sense. Babies are also people who don't give a fuck (laughs) about whether you had a plan or not in place. They will do whatever they want at the time and things can change at the drop of a hat in a birth scenario. I cannot stress that enough. Um, so it's important to know that whilst having a plan is a good thing and it means that you're more empowered to m- take control of your birth. Unfortunately, it doesn't always mean that it will pan out exactly as it ex- as you expected or as you would like. Um, Some things happen that are beyond our control um, and unfortunately, or not unfortunately, but to ensure the health and safety of you and your baby, sometimes the plan does have to be deserted for a little bit so we can make sure that you and baby are safe. Um, So I just wanted to let you guys know that. um, Just keep it in mind when you are making a birth plan or you are starting to think about what you what your ideal birth scenario looks like. Whilst it's important to, I guess, feel empowered by birth and feel like you're in control of it, it is a very out of control situation sometimes. And it's just important to keep that in mind. So in saying that, um, when it comes to making a birth plan, when you sit down and you think, all right, What do I want my experience to look like? It's important to actually know what birth is and what it entails. So make sure you do your research, whether it's looking through my Instagram, shameless plug, (laughs) Um, whether you watch some videos, um, you know, you read books, whatever you feel is the best way that you can retain education and information, do that um, because it's really important to understand birth and the different types of birth. So you have an idea on what to plan for um, and what you sort of think will go well or not go well or what you think you'd like to try um, in a birth sense. So with The birth plan, making sure that you're researching, you're doing your education, trying to make sure you understand as much birth concepts as possible. It's important to sort of make an idea of what you want and what you don't want. So thinking of things all the way down to your birth environment, what are some things that will make your... um, the birthing area, the birthing space, that little bit more comfortable for you so that you can feel at home because we know that when you feel at home, you feel safe and that oxytocin is able to flow and help your body do the work basically. Um, So making sure that if you want a, usually midwives will protect the birth space as much as possible. We also know what works in a birth space. So like dim lighting and that sort of thing, um, making sure that the area is private and that it's, um, you know, people aren't just barging in and out whenever they can. Um, so we know what it takes to make the ideal birth environment, but things for you, you might want to say, I don't know, have some little, um, tea light candles in the corner. Um, obviously the battery ones, not the real ones, otherwise the whole hospital will evacuate um, or having maybe photos of loved ones around you so that you can feel that their presence basically. Um, maybe there's a specific blanket like I know a lot of people have been bringing weighted blankets into birth Suite because it's what they use at home and it's what makes them feel most comfortable because it has the smells of home and that sort of thing. Um, photos of pets I've seen people do. Um, aroma therapy so bringing in some essential oils or um, diffusers that you feel smell like home and remind you of your safe space basically so things like that can really benefit your birth experience and make labor that much more enjoyable for you um, it's also important to make sure that you have things around you that you would like Um, that you think would impact your experience and make it that much better. So things like music, do you want music playing? Do you not want music playing? If you do, do you want to make a playlist? Um, Is there certain sounds and things like that, that you want to have playing throughout the day so you can stay calm and relaxed? Um, Things like that. So You can think of those really basic, quite novelty things in a way that will shape your birth experience, um, all the way up to the really important stuff. So what sort of pain relief would you like to try on the day? Would you like to work up the scale? So starting from the lowest point up to the highest point, are there things you want to avoid, are there things that you'd like to try? Um, Is there anything that you think will work well for you? It really is hard to predict this and I, this is one thing that I want to let you guys know because a lot of people come through birth suite and they say, I don't want the epidural. And it's like, okay, well, why don't you want the epidural? And it's like, well, I want to feel or I want to basically do vaginal birth without any intervention. It's like, okay, that's cool. Have you ever done vaginal birth before? No. Okay. So do you think you'll be okay with the pain? Do you think you'll be able to cope? Yeah, I think I'll be able to cope. And then when, which is fine, like if that's what you want to do, that's great. And if you're able to do that, that's amazing. But when you get to that point where things are starting to become really overwhelming, it's really starting to hurt, you're starting to get scared and that adrenaline is starting to build up. That's usually when I step in and say, hey, I know you didn't want the epidural, but I really think we should consider it. Um, And that disappointment that crosses women's face, it just honestly goes over them like a wave and they just feel like they've failed. That isn't the case at all. You have to remember, this is your experience. You've never done this before. It can be really full on and really quite painful, basically. Um, And you shouldn't feel disappointed if something didn't go the way you planned to But honestly, if you've never done it before, how can you anticipate that this will happen? Or how can you anticipate that you'll go through without needing pain relief or without needing any intervention? Birth is birth, regardless of whether you've had a vaginal birth, a cesarean birth, an elective cesarean, an emergency cesarean, um, assisted vaginal birth, forceps, vacuum, whatever it may be. Birth is birth and you've done it, (laughs) regardless of the method you wanted or regardless of what happened birth is birth and I think I just want to make that really clear um, because most of the time when people come through with these plans they're not planning for things to go wrong they're planning for things to go right so I just want to let you guys know that when you are constructing a birth plan have a plan in place for when things aren't really going as planned what are you going to do to cope if say for example you do have to be rushed around for a cesarean Um, is there have you even thought about that what are some things you would like to have happen if you do have to be in that situation? What are some things that you would like your doctor to do or your theatre staff to do in that situation? Is there a song you would like to be having played in the background? Is there someone you want there Write those things down and put them in your plan so that that way if things do happen, you're still somewhat in control and you're still able to have a little bit of that experience that you would like. Um, and I think that's really important to, when you are constructing a birth plan and you are talking through um, you know, your ideal birth scenario, it's really important to consider, well, okay, what if things don't go the way I planned or what if things have to take a turn because baby decided to dig around <laughs> um, so yeah really important to make sure you plan for both good and maybe unplanned scenarios um, so yeah that's just one piece of advice I'll give um, another thing to include in your birth plan are things that you would like um, after baby is born so in the postpartum what would you like done with your placenta how would you like to birth your placenta Um, And again, this is where research comes in handy because you need to know all of the options that are available to you. If you don't know the options, um, it can be really hard to even make a plan based on that because how are you supposed to plan for something you don't know? So make sure you're having those discussions with your care provider regarding hospital policies, what they do um, as well, because sometimes hospital policy doesn't always allow for your birth scenario. Um, and I think, particularly in private practice, where you know doctors are at the forefront of the of the birth care, you need to make sure that you're on the same page with them, and that they are able to facilitate things that you would like. Because otherwise, what's the point? And if you get yourself worked up for something that might not necessarily be able to have to happen, um, that's when you get quite disappointed, and things don't really go the way you would like. So. Make sure you're checking um, hospital policies. The way you find that out is by talking to your health professionals, asking them what their policies and procedures are regarding birth and regarding pain relief and that sort of thing. So that on the day, you know exactly what is happening. And if that can't be facilitated for you, you know why. Why? Um, because, yeah, hospital policy doesn't allow for it or whatever the case may be. So, um, yeah, making sure that you're keeping up with your health professionals, you're talking them through your preferences as well as what's available to you. So what resources do they have there for you to use? Whether that be like TENS machines, that sort of thing, Um, water, do they have baths, do they have showers? Most of them do, but making sure that you have it all set out and ready to go. Um, So that you're not disappointed on the day. Um, Like I was saying, with placenta care, making sure that you know what the policies and procedures are surrounding that. Um, So you have active management, modified active management, um, or passive management, which is you know really important to decide upon on the day, or not on the day, but prior to the day, so that on the day you can have the experience you would like. So what do you want to do with your placenta there are so many different options out there so making sure that you're reading up on that and deciding the one that you think best aligns with your preferences Um, so whether that's encapsulation keeping the placenta and burying it um whatever the case may be whether you just want the placenta gone out of your sight that's fine too um make sure you outline that in your birth plan another thing to consider delayed cord clamping. Is that something that you would like to have done? Again, researching that and making sure that you have all of the information available. I do have a lot of information over on my Instagram. So if some of these words that I'm saying aren't really making much sense to you, go and have a look at the posts I do on my Insta because I do quite in-depth posts on these things and what they entail. Um, So please have a look at those because it's a lot easier for me to type them out (laughs) than to mention them all in a podcast. Otherwise, we'd be sitting here for hours. But yeah, if that's something that like if delayed cord clamping is a procedure that you would like to have done, um, make sure you specify that in your birth plan. Another thing, even though a lot of health professionals or birth professionals are implementing this into practice anyway, skin to skin or immediate skin to skin is something that we are prioritizing in the birth sense but again it always pays to make sure that it's included in your birth plan so that we can advocate for you should something go not wrong but should something go differently to planned, um, we can make sure that we're still getting something in that will help you feel like you had the ideal experience so For example, if at birth, baby needs a bit of resuscitation or needs a bit of oxygen therapy or whatever the case may be, you might not be able to get that delayed cord clamping or that um, immediate skin-to-skin. But having that immediate skin-to-skin afterwards might be an option especially if baby is stable um or making sure we facilitate early skin to skin as soon as possible once baby is settled so if baby has to get transferred to NICU or special care nursery um we can make sure that we get you out of the birth suite straight away to go and see them so little things like that and again it pays to plan for things that are out of your control as well just so that you can still feel somewhat in control um Because, yeah, we're able to facilitate it. And if we know that it's important to you, we're going to make much more of an effort to get things done and to make sure that it's perfect for you, regardless of whether things went according to plan or not. So, I guess the construction of the birth plan in general... Um, is something that really, really does need to be coordinated with your midwives or with your care provider, whoever it may be. Um, And make one, if you have um, an obstetrician that you're seeing constantly, make a birth plan for them as well as the midwives. So when you are, and a birth plan can literally just be something that's written on a piece of paper. It can be something that's typed, whatever it may be. Um, Make sure you have copies of it because There's not just you involved in your birth, there's usually a team. So if your obstetrician is involved in the birth, give them a copy of your birth plan. If there are midwives involved, give them a copy. If your partner is wanting to be involved in your birth, give them a copy as well. That way we can all advocate for you and work cohesively as a team to make sure that we're giving you the most ideal experience. Because there's no use in giving, like, say, the obstetrician a birth plan, but not your midwives, because how are we supposed to coordinate the care on the day if we have no idea what your plan is and how are we supposed to make it beneficial for you if we literally have not seen a plan and we have no idea what the plan is? Um, so make sure that you make copies of it. Give it to everyone that's... Oh, Wally's just barking. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, give it to everyone that's involved in your care. Um, That way everyone's on the same page and they're able to cohesively work as a unit to bring you what you need. So... In saying that, make sure you ask all of the appropriate questions at your uh, interviews, (laughs) at your appointments. Um, So write things down as you go. If you're doing research and you see something that you really like, make sure you make a note of it. And again, discuss this with your care providers to make sure that this is something they can facilitate for you. Um, And be mindful that sometimes things just You're not into it. So if you want to try something on the day, whether it be the shower or a TENS machine or um, a water birth scenario, don't be surprised if you absolutely fucking hate it. (laughs) And plan for that. Like, if you know you're going to hate it, be like, right, okay, I didn't really like that, but let's try something else. Um, Give yourself options because the more you limit your options, obviously, the less options you have available. So just keep that in mind, (laughs) quite basic, but really keep yourself open to any scenario um, because like I said, you just never ever know what's going to happen in a birth sense and it's important that even though you can't control the uncontrollable, you can still feel like you're taking ownership of your experience and making it ideal for you, okay? Yeah. I think that's about all I have to say about birth plans. This is just a really quick episode, but I feel like it was important um, to basically let you guys know what's included and to sort of eradicate that saying that no plan is a good plan because I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, I think planning is a good idea to make sure that you're able to feel in control. But in saying that, Don't make a plan and expect it to be concrete because that's when we run into problems and that's when it becomes a really big emotional disaster, (laughs) basically, when we're trying to reassure you that, yes, this wasn't going or isn't going according to plan, but it's okay, we'll still make it ideal for you. Um, Make sure you plan for every aspect of birth, not just the positive bits. So if something does have to go um, against the plan, What are you going to do to combat that? And what are you going to do to take control of it? So just wanted to let you guys know that because I've seen a lot of commentary on Instagram recently about birth plans and how no plan is a good plan and how if you have a birth plan, like you're just setting yourself up for failure, that's not the case at all. Um, And I think it's time to change that narrative about birth and make people feel empowered instead of fearing birth because like all of this talk about like – you know, no plan is a good plan. How are you supposed to go into birth feeling empowered if you're not educating yourself and if you're not understanding what's going to happen and that sort of thing? So you wouldn't go into a holiday without a plan. So why would you go into your birth without one? Um, I just think that's a bit silly and yeah, doesn't really benefit anyone. Um, if you want more information about birth concepts, about, you know, what to expect when you're expecting all the different types of birth, um, head over to my Instagram at midwife Zoe, um, or head over to my website, um, midwife in my I believe it is, or just search midwife in my pocket. It's usually the first one to come up. Um, I have eBooks that are available and for my podcast listeners, we are doing a discount code where you can get 30% off if you use the code um, POD, so pod thirty three zero, and that will give you 30% off everything. So yeah, thank you so much for tuning in, guys. I hope you have enjoyed. Have a lovely week. Bye.